Feeling stuck in your current job? Looking for a career pivot? Are you a proven leader looking to step up? The University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business prepares students to meet challenges, solve problems, and obtain a profound understanding of how to operate in the modern economy with MBA and MS programs offering flexible options to fit your lifestyle and goals. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more today at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable. The following program is for adult audiences only. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the show. Eric and Gord's The Show. The podcast where real men get to be real. And, um, men. I just lost all your sound. (laughs) This is how the show goes, everyone. Just like the good old days. There we go. (laughs) It's so good. Second delay. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Well, I love that. Gord, how are you? I'm okay, buddy. How you doing? Well, having a real good time. Yeah, no uh, doubt. December 3rd, everybody. Welcome well, to the first of what will hopefully be show. many episodes. Eric and Gord's The Show. And this is how it's obviously going to go. Um, I had this all worked out last night, and then there was some difficulties, and here we are. Um, I have two, three cameras on me right now, and I don't know where to look, so I'll just look at all of them occasionally. Okay, look at one camera. Say one. Uh, one. Look at camera. The other camera say two. Two, I think. So the one that you just said two, that's the one I'm hearing you from. Right. Yes. Yes. That's my phone. Okay. Um, as long as you can hear me, that's really all I care about. Yeah. Uh, no one else has to. <laughs> you know, what's, that, who the fuck needs to hear the co-host, right? Like, you know, like... when I look, that little red recording dot. Yeah. Is right on my head, and I think it's a zit. Oh, that's funny. I do see it. <laughs> what? I gotta pop that. Hang on. <laughs> um, this is good entertainment. This is this is what we need. Uh, so we're recording. We are live on Riverside. FM. I'm supposed to do this. Powered by Riverside. something that was very nice i like that i might add a little something later but just in case i don't you could go to spotify itunes deezer and youtube music and download the uh new ashes of purgatory song as of yesterday Ooh, that is awesome it dropped yesterday it's very cool i i actually did something (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so there'll be many more of those to follow and i can probably look like a cool two, two to four dollars by the end of the year. Very, Next very year. cool. 
<laughs> very, very cool. I'm excited because I, I like what you've done with them, so I always enjoy it. So uh, just to let everybody know, if you're uh, looking for Eric and Gord, what if we're right, you're going to have to go somewhere else. This isn't it. No. <laughs> Definitely a little bit different. Starting off the same way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Technically, it's the same. <laughs> or maybe. 2022, uh, I've heard people say it was an unusual year. And uh, I think that doesn't describe it very well <laughs> i think that's a think, massive understatement yeah i think it's more like the hundred percent most thoroughly fucked up douche canoe dumpster fire of an air-conditioned nightmare i could never imagine but with a side of fries that's yep. just me um some of the things just to give a rundown because gordon and i haven't talked for most of this year um uh, for for various reasons and good ones but some of the things that happened to me I, I lost about seven jobs, um, one of which was I got hired by and then stole $3,000 from a Sudanese money laundering operation. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's ironic that you get fired from taking money from a, from a thief. <laughs> well, I didn't get fired from that one. I, I changed my phone number and... And my name briefly. <laughs> I, uh, I I bought and illegally operated seven automobiles. One per job. One per job, basically. Uh, yeah, they're all at Mario's Towing, <laughs> and I can't get any of them back. M- Mario's gonna have a very full lot by. <laughs> he's he's a happy guy. He likes me. Um. I, what else did I do? Sudanese, stole from the Sudanese. Uh, it, um, I entered into a sexual relationship with the wife of an amateur welterweight boxer. <laughs> That's the smart That's idea. Not, not a good idea. <laughs> um, oh, fucking I boxer. Tried, tried a vegan cookie that I like. Really? Um, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's big, that's kind of interesting that's another episode i look really tubby the way i'm sitting it's not me it's just the sweater oh well for me it's me uh and (laughs) so that's some of the stuff we're going to be talking about throughout the evolution of the show should it evolve um we've got some very eager guests looking forward to joining us um and namely jeffrey davis who is just my hero man is awesome um yeah, he's he's really excited to get on. He wants to talk knife sharpening, of course. Yes, I can handle that. Uh, <laughs> and maybe some old friends from the old show. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I know this one's different. I know it's going to maybe have a bit more of a serious tone, but I'm not really capable of that. So I don't think we'll either see. of us are capable of that for very long stretches, that's for sure. <laughs> no, not definitely not. But one thing is I want people to know – we're not going, we're not, this is a forum for anybody to come on and talk about something that's bugging them, something they can't talk about. Uh, you can always talk to me and Gordon, and that includes everybody of all genders. Uh, I know I may have had some things to say on the past show, uh, but that doesn't matter. 
my, my personal feelings have nothing to do with your right to get out and talk to somebody and get some shit off your chest. Uh, everyone should be able to do that, or else you become like high school shooters. And we don't want that. No, that's 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 definitely not what we want. <laughs> Talk uh, about it. It's okay. Also, something Gord doesn't know about that I'll bring up later. I some things I did want to carry over from the last show. I've re uh, re um, what do I say? Reconstructed my stance on the easiest thing in the world and actually made it easier. So. Ooh easier uh, it, it, it's helped me a lot this I, I took on a whole philosophy of in regards to what happened to you which we'll get to right away and and what happened to me and i learned an interesting fact do you know what the second most toxic substance to human beings is the second most toxic thing we can ingest next next, next to nitrogen nestle water Oxygen. Oh. Oxygen is the second most deadly substance that a human can inhale. There are cities where that is very true. Isn't that the most ridiculous fact you can think of? Oxygen is this. The the one thing we all need to live is the one (laughs) second most deadly thing we can ingest. Well, you know what, though? It may may make perfect sense because look at how many illnesses are airborne you've got yeah, you know like sure. things like you know like agent orange and you know mace and all that other shit anything that's airborne that can be brought into the city so it makes sense yeah. it actually makes perfect no, sense just, so if we inhale too much oxygen we will die yeah that's stupid yeah. and it made me realize and it made me really put 2022 into perspective you cannot make life make sense no, you can't. It no. doesn't. There's always it's a curveball. It's a weird, stupid world, and we don't get it. And maybe we're not supposed to get it. And I think I'm okay with that. But I did break down the easiest thing in the world into three core values that have paid off in spades for me this year. Okay. And it's very, very simple. <laughs> I, I realized why the easiest thing in the world doesn't work. Because it still insists on you doing something, uh, you know, <laughs> being better or whatever. And re- and really, you don't have to. But there's three things that I think we should all do from now on. And I try to do it. And it seems to be helping. So this is it. It's real simple. Forget the old easiest thing in the world. And just do these three things until we can make life make sense. Listen more than you speak. Give more than you take. Help more than you hurt. That's it. That is the easiest thing in the world. It really is. And it doesn't involve you being nice, particularly to anybody, which I think we all had issues with. (laughs) It's not always easy to be nice. But it's no, all, it's it not. is all about balance, though, and that's, that's what's true. most important. Everything's about balance. But it if is you're, easy. To if you're always to nice, talk. you're going to get walked all over. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it happened to me last night. Oh. And now I have no van. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I haven't told anybody why we get this great reunion. Um, I figured I would leave that to you. Oh, wow. Okay. So, 
I, I didn't want to announce it on your behalf. Um, so I'm going to do a transition noise here and send it over to Gord to tell you all why we're here. Oh, let's do this one. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I almost felt like I was in the studio there. <laughs> I don't have my old sound effects loaded up yet. I, I could try to get to them while we have the was on. Maybe I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, as of uh, June 30th of this year, um, I was uh, officially diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, this is the same disease that killed my father and his father. Um, so I've been expecting this in the sense of expecting the diagnosis. I've been getting tested since I've been in my mid thirties. Um, I was told at the time that I shouldn't even bother getting tested till I hit 50. Well, I'm 48 and I now have it. So I'm very glad that I have been doing it. Um, it's the only reason I had it caught early and it's the only reason why I am going to actually beat this thing. Um, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting surgery. Um, uh, it's, uh, the entire removal of the prostate and the lymph nodes and something else. Uh, the, basically the whole fucking kit and caboodle is getting coming out. Um, but the really neat thing is, is I'm getting this done via a robot. Um, it's a machine called the Genesis, and it is pretty much the best of the best of the best, run by one of the best of the best of the best of doctors. Um, Dr. Uh, Shagan is his name. Um, so phenomenal. I'm, I'm Dr. Shagan? Dr. Shagan. Shagan. <laughs> super nice guy shagging. Dr. Shagging. Oh, I'll even, I can't even say it normally it has to come, I just shag and it just it has to come out that way I don't know why um, but uh, it's cool because uh, knowing that I'm a leading candidate for the best possible uh, surgery uh, with this is, is amazing um, so I'm really I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that um but with this, and this is one of the sort of the reasons for the show, um, it wasn't just sort of put that announcement on, hey, look, Gord's got cancer. What I've noticed, uh, the outcome with this is um, is that I've always been an open book. I can talk about anything at length. It doesn't matter the topic. I love talking about me because I'm arrogant like that. But what I found with this is that since having this diagnosis, I've actually shut down. Um I've stopped opening up to people. Um, I only answer direct questions. I don't offer anything. Um, I've basically cut my uh, fiance out um, in the sense of what, when I'm going through things, instead of me talking about it with her, I just don't really say anything. And then like, I end up blowing up in anger later. Um, so, as a guy who's always been an open book, always been willing to talk about anything and everything to all of a sudden have this sitting on top of me and not know what to do with it. I don't know how to talk about it. Really. I don't, I literally have no idea how I actually feel except for saying it sucks. 
Um, sure. I don't know what else to really say about it, but I'm learning, which is cool. Um, I am part of a um, prostate cancer survivors uh, support group. I'm the only person in the group that hasn't done the surgery yet. Um, I am also the youngest. Every time you tell me that, I picture Ed Norton in Fight Club. <laughs> going around all the support groups. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Like, I've never been part of one, and it's really cool. Now, I can't divulge anything that happens there who's there. It is it is confidential, so you know I'm not going to divulge any of that, but it, it's been really I, I'll let amazing. you in a secret, guys. It's people with cancer. Yeah, it's just, you know, then <laughs> the same type. Um, but it's it's been really good. It's been it's been helpful. I've only ever been to a couple of uh, meetings because, you know, uh, for the way things have worked out. But um, it's been really cool, and it's a great experience. And I will definitely, one of the things I would like to be a part of for the rest of my life is just to be able to know that I can, you know, if there's anything that my experience can do to help somebody else is really cool and you know, I'd be happy to share and be a part of that. And I was now, really excited to be a part of that as well. That's why I <laughs> wanted to do a, a a more polished, maybe better show. Hopefully people will take me a little more seriously. <laughs> it's, I'm not going to be serious. but <laughs> It's the funny thing with what we do. We, we, we both have sort of the same idea of what we want to do and sort of get out of this show, but... We also both know that being serious for any strength uh, length of time is not in our fucking forte. So <laughs> it's not. But if one thing I should say real quick, and I'll say this a few times throughout the show, but if you want to contact us via email, or or you can contact us through our new website. Our new website's gotten more hits than our, our old ones, and it's not even um, constructed yet. I don't know why that might be. But if you if you have any idea, you could go to our brand new Eric and Gord website, Scarlett Johansson Naked dot pics. <laughs> now, <laughs> I laugh about that. What's it's funny, Eric? Um, <laughs> I mean, marketing is genius. Um, what's what's um. What's backhanded funny about that using that specific uh, particular verbiage for the name of the show is that she, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson has been the one woman who's been most against <laughs> the sexuality of her and the exploitation of her sexuality and everything else. She's been most against it. So the fact that this is what this is is it's a slap in the face to her, but it's 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 <laughs> it's, oh, it's 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 a, it's a homage. Light. It's a light pat on the tush. <laughs> nice, yes, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Scarlett, I I know the lawsuit's coming. <laughs> if, if it makes you feel any better, you can still use Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina as well. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but class here. Uh, again, only serious to an extent. Um. Uh, so, you're a week away from surgery. So yeah, so I just found out on um oh Wednesday or Thursday. Um when Wednesday I think I found out um that I I'm I'm officially getting the surgery. So um biggest thing that I've learned so far and been told about with dealing with I mean cancer in general, but prostate cancer more specifically because it's the only cancer I got. Um it's <laughs> um it's that 
patience. What's what's the verbiage? You need to have patience because you are now a patient. Um, Guns and Roses patience, so not Chris Cornell. <laughs> no, exactly. There's a big difference. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've always been a very patient person, but holy shit, does this test that hardcore? It's insane. Um, when I was told, so the whole process is fucked. Um, they have a, they have a thing. Uh, see it. I'm not, I can't remember the name of it. Um, just, just, just for reference sake, um, I've lost almost every single member of my family to cancer. I also had a brief scare in my twenties, so I'm not totally unfamiliar with this. I can't really speak to what you're feeling, but. I, I know some of the things you're about to talk about. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, prostate cancer is one of the leading things that kills men. Um, and the interesting thing is Canada specifically has the highest prostate cancer on the planet. That's because we all have huge balls. I think that might just be what it is. Our balls are too hangy and that causes cancer in the asshole, apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, but the patience on this has been really weird because so you have this thing which again I wish I had the term for it. I don't, so I can't even think about how to look it up um, right now. But there's um there's a scale in which you you when you have prostate cancer that they give you like a ratio number that tells right. you sort of what level of cancer you have. And it's what like the credit rating? It's like your credit rating, but for prostate cancer. <laughs> um, so, but the difference is, is the higher the number, the worse it is. Unlike your credit score, you want it to be high. This one, you want it to be low. So it's like credit score and golf together, which again makes sense for cancer for men. That's actually very really funny. <laughs> um, so when I got my initial test results. And the first sort of group of doctors I was talking to, they were like, okay, you need surgery. You need surgery now. We're going to have you in having this surgery within a month uh, to a month and a half. And this is all in June. And I was told this. And um, so it's, it, was a, it was just, it was intense. It was fast paced. And then I ended up waiting about a month and a half just to meet the surgeon which was hell, absolute That's hell. Yeah. Because, you know, again, you're just, you just don't know. I've been, I, by one group of doctors and it wasn't just like one doctor. I saw like three. Um, so I had to see like um, the urologist I was talking to. I had to see a, a surgeon and then another doctor. Um, so I've just been seeing, you know, been poked and prodded by a lot of people and lots of blood taken, which is whatever, take it all. It's fine. Um, but, uh, it was, it was just really messed up having to sit there and, and wait and wait and wait and wait and just not knowing the whole time. The only thing really going through your head is, is I've got this fucking cancer growing in me and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. with lung cancer at the exact same time as Gord. Like yeah. within days of each other. That's so fucked. I know what I kind of, what that waiting period, I've sort of gone through it with her and, uh, it's crazy. Was was it particularly sympathetic to Gordon's situation? And <laughs> I kind of get why now because she's got terminal lung cancer, and she's just like, whatever. My cancer's better than his. Yeah, and well, you know, 
She's not wrong. No, <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she went through now. Luckily, you haven't had to, and hopefully, don't. She did 31 days of radiation in a row. Oh, fuck. And me. it did nothing. See that? And that's the thing. Um, so with mine, so, uh, so, so I get to, so what, what basically it came down to a choice is I could do radiation or I could do the robot. Now, if you kind of, but nowhere nearly as good as it should be done. Um, so dope. If the robot does that, does it dance your surgery? (laughs) Just hopefully not while it's inside me. (laughs) That'd be messy. Um, yeah, so it's weird. So it comes down to a choice uh, initially. Like you can get the robot, the surgery done, or you can do the radiation. Now the radiation, they can do very specific hits. So you're not just blasting an entire massive range, like your whole, you know, lower half. They can actually execute to a very fine points, which is really cool. Yeah. But now if you do the surgery and once it comes out or if in the future you get cancer comes back um you can get the radiation done no big deal but if you get the radiation done first and then the cancer and if the cancer comes back you can't get the surgery anymore oh so you only deal with radiation because of the scar tissue involved from the radiation and i don't think we're at the point of using radiation where we should be because nobody ever gets cool side effects from it there's no marvel hero side effects from radiation and that is that's sad. At this it's stage in our advancement in civilization, we should be at that point now, right? You know, like if they're going to blast my prostate area with, a, with a, you know some radiation, I should get a super dick. Like you it know, it should be like a goddamn lightsaber. It should be, and it should come with its own cape and everything. I think it'd be great. Right? My balls get booties. It'd be amazing. Nobody <laughs> ever gets cool side effects from anything. Like no, no, they're never fun. You live near a toxic. Uh, area you don't get superpowers or become a, like a cool mutant no you just, you just cancer, cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking funny <laughs> i don't live near one and i still got it um <laughs> be, if i'm going for any kind of radiation i want to come out as a ninja turtle at the very That's least it. yeah and i'm not agreeing until they can promise that yeah no i agree i agree with you not with them so that's good that you you made that choice um so yeah so the bonus with the surgery i mean like they both have the same sort of results but the difference is is a i mean with doing the surgery first because you remove the prostate and the glands and everything all at once you're it puts you in a much higher um survival rate like i mean for me if you catch it within one year it's a 99 point something percent Hundred survival. like survival and not just like survivals and you get it and you just get a couple of treatments out. No, like I mean you're done and you walk away and you're done. How crazy um, is that? And it's still like one of the number one killers of men. Yeah. And this is one we of the don't things talk about this shit. And it's it is, and it's it is. It's because we don't talk about it. And now, guys, you need to know you don't need to have a doctor shove a finger up your ass to get this tested. No. You can get what's I called mean. a PSA test done. Um I, most people, it costs money. If it is part of your family um, history, then you don't. Like for me, it's covered because of uh, my father and grandfather. Um, 
so it's basically hereditary. But yeah, I mean, so what? So you pay fucking fifty bucks a year to you know make sure you don't fucking die a horrible and it's a shitty death, man. You waste yeah. away. It's shitty. Um, I've seen it twice. I I don't want anybody to ever have to see that from somebody. It sucks. Um, and knowing that it's just a simple fucking blood test away just to get tested fucking get tested every single guy in my opinion from the age of fucking 35 should be getting tested yeah and just do it every year i haven't i i got tested once yeah uh, that was that was the uh the rape yeah so I, i haven't done it since but i just every year i mean obviously i mean even though i've been doing this every year since i was about 35 ish um I have to keep getting this done every year because once you get cancer in any form, it can always come back in a different form later. The cells are in your cells. Just just between us, the rape isn't that bad. I've had it It, done a couple of times for different reasons. They tend to crack a couple of jokes ahead of time, so it kind of helps. They do, and they're they're cool about it. And it's a quick thing. It's not like... Yeah, no, they're not in there for long. They don't hold you by the throat and make you look in the eye and shit. No, it's not. No. <laughs> although, although they would, I think that'd be slightly <laughs> easier That's to handle because at least we're like, now I know what it is. Tell me you love me. No, I don't want to do that. Um, uh, but no, it's really not that bad. I've had it done twice for yeah. two different reasons, but. Um, um, you don't have to do that, but even if you did, Gord's right, it's better than death. Yeah. And, and yeah. The older I get and the more my mortality gets tested by very things, I can't drill in enough how much I don't want to die. Like, I'm counting on Elon to put my brain in a robot before <laughs> this happens. I, I, I don't want it to ever happen. I just, it seems tremendously boring, no matter what the outcome is, whether Christians are right or whatever the afterlife happens to be, I want no part of it. Because <laughs> if you go to heaven, you can't fuck with people. And if you go to hell, you can't be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so am, I'm still not convinced in a weird Virginia Wolf sort of way that I didn't die in like 98 and this is my hell. <laughs> it explains things though wouldn't it it really would uh, <laughs> but if i'm wrong i don't want to because if it if his hell is worse than i fucking not. no yeah, right? i'm eternal fuck that shit no. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't even if heaven's better i really don't want to go there it seems boring I it just, does it seems like a cruise ship to me where like everyone's just happy in pajamas and bugging me I don't like to wear white. That's that's a problem yeah. for me. I don't want to barefoot, wear white. Probably. I don't like being barefoot either. Uh, <laughs> My heaven doesn't involve me wearing white and being barefoot all the time. That's just. Yeah, no, not at all. I've got yeah. the best comfortable socks. That that that's that would be happy. Track me. Just made me think of <laughs> one of the things we talked about on our show, and I don't remember on our own show that I wanted to bring up, but I'll do that another time. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's so, <laughs> yes, dying's bad. I don't want to do it. No. So we should talk about the shit. And we could get our prostate checked. It, uh, yeah. What's the you. um like recovery time on the surgery? So, no, 
this is, I mean, ironically enough, so this is the part of it that's most difficult as a guy to discuss publicly. Um, so recovery time is between is uh, between two to three months. Um, recovery, I mean, it's, you're basically, like, healing-wise, like, you can move around and you're fine within a couple of days sort of thing. Um you have a catheter in that lasts for almost two weeks. So you're not really doing a whole lot for the first two weeks. Cause that sucks having a tube up your dick. Um, so I'm not going to enjoy that at all. He just froze up on me. Oh, did I? Oh, you're back. There we go. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, so the catheter sucks. Um, the thing is that just after that, I can't lift anything past 10 pounds and I got to sort of restrict my movements because, you know, they're removed a whole chunk of your insides that you got, your body has to readjust to. Um, the downfall, I mean, obviously the big downfall is when you've had, uh, when you get the robot, when you get the surgery done, having the whole prostate removed. Um, a, one of the biggest things is you become incontinent. Um, so I will be wearing like pull-ups, like male diapers and fucking, male versions of panty liners um who knows for how long uh you know statistics say it could be anywhere from two weeks to fucking five years um i, I and let's be honest i'm not far off from that now so well, <laughs> i mean again <laughs> i was hoping that i was hoping for retirement first before i had to start dealing with this sort of thing i think we all were but yeah with her, it's like i can't hold it no I, uh, no, I have to say I've pulled my car over just to pee in the road yeah. um, several times this year, just because now it, that just happens. So yeah, um, for is the that, record, that's that, one of the signs. Uh, like an indicator. Yep, that is actually one of the indicator signs. One of the early indicators. I so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fucked. Go get tested. <laughs> um, just so if 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 you happen to know and to enlighten people, what are what are some of these signs other than uh, intense peeing is definitely well. I mean the the need to piss is definitely the biggest indicator. Um, you will uh, being tired. Um, it kind of hits your system a little bit, so you become a little more tired than you normally would be. Loss of energy. Yawning. <laughs> like that would be yawning. <laughs> um. Now the weird thing for me for all this, the peeing was the only thing I could recognize because I functioned during the week on between three and four hours of sleep a day, um, relying on my weekends to get any bit of actual normal sleep in. Uh, so I'm constantly always in a half state of being tired as it is. Um, so I never noticed that. Four hours a week. So yeah. So <laughs> I don't you know. know. Well, that, yeah, it's just that um, the less sleep you have, the less feelings you get. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know it. Patience goes to zero, and so does your tolerance for fucking stupidity. <laughs> it does, and I've tried to do this without you and just scream for an hour at at, at a recording device. Not the same. Nah, see, it's it's the banter that makes it work. <laughs> Neither one of us could do this on our own. <laughs> we need each other for this. <laughs> I, I did try. I, I put together a bunch of clips of you. Oh, did you really just have something to play back on? <laughs> See, that's genius. 
They were all really good ones, too. I don't know if I can pull some of them up. I'll try while we're talking. Oh, uh, Eric, so, you're so funny. Oh, Eric, that's amazing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, for the most part, tiredness, the need to pee, um, a slight loss of energy. Um, the other thing is, is now because this does attack your your system, that it affects your 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 immune system as well. So, if you also find that you're getting sick a little bit more often, it's one of those things that can be as like a little bit of a sign. Um, you know, I for the longest time I only got sick, but once every seven years, it was like clockwork. And um, as I got older, I mean, even then, it still didn't really affect me all that much. But then, it just sort of as I got older, just you know, I'd get sick instead of once every seven years. It was coming up as once every sort of five years, and then three years. And then it's been sort of steady as like one a year. I get sort of like one minor sickness a year. And then, but then like this year, it was like four times I've gotten sick. It's like all minor, nothing major, but just, you know, it's a lot for me because I'm not used to that sort of thing. Yeah. Or maybe not in the last, yeah, but in the last year probably. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been, been weird, but, um, Good that you recognized it though, because I honestly wouldn't probably. I'd just be like, God, I'm sick a lot. I should quit eating pizza or something. Yeah, no, I never recognized it at all until after the fact. It was the peeing. The peeing was the only thing because I know between the pre, because like every month or every year, I got I got my uh, my PSA test done um, every single year. I didn't get it done in 2021. Um just because, you know, I was still like in the thick of COVID and all that shit. So I just didn't bother um, right. because it was just, I mean, it was a pain in the ass anyways to get it all dealt with anyway. So I just fuck it, whatever. <laughs> now, ironically, that means that if I got it tested, I actually still, I actually would have caught it a whole year earlier. <laughs> oh, really? And right now I'd be on the other side of all this already, you know, <laughs> ironically a, enough, but um, a bitter pill to swallow it, it is a little bit, eh? you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass on that. but. Um, yeah. Oh, no. One of the big things I do know with this is that um weight and health plays a massive massive role in this. So um it's good to be overweight? No. Quite the opposite. You want to be in the better shape you can. Um uh, cleaner system, um yeah, you, know, you just like you just you do one of the things is just to help avoid um, prostate cancer specifically, but a lot of cancers in general is just is having that healthy diet and exercise. Exercise, I got that shit covered because my job is really physically demanding, and I don't stop moving till I pretty much almost go to bed. Um, but um, eating better is not all that easy. Um, it's just it's just difficult to do to always eat healthy when you've got you know you know, two people in the house that are both sort of working and both working off hours sort of thing. Um, it sort of changes the dynamic. Add the fact that I still got my business. I'm trying to run on the side of sharpenings while still taking care of, you know, 13 year old stepson. Um, For the uninitiated, I, that's, that's knife sharpenings in the, in the uh, Niagara region. Now? In the Niagara region. Well done. Yes, absolutely. Um, Niagara so and Halton. Anybody, Anybody who needs some of that action, yeah, yeah, hit me up. Um, I think I have a commercial somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have a couple <laughs> that I could upload here. But um, I'm not good at that yet. But uh, yeah, so um, 
yeah, it's it's been so hardest part about having prostate cancer, and I'll guarantee you because guys are you know we're all about air ego, you know, like let's face it, that's our that's that's what keeps us going and keeps us being sort of who we are. It's, it's all about ego with us, which is you know whatever, it's fine. Um, but that also can come with a slap of pride, and that's sort of where prostate cancer gets difficult for most guys to handle because yeah the process of having a dude shove his finger up your ass can be really lack of better term shitty um the real issue this is the biggest struggle that i i'm dealing with hands down with all this is that you know your dick doesn't work for a while yeah you know like i'll for the most part I might never get the opportunity to have a hard on again. Yeah. And that's really tough as a guy to, that's a hard pill to swallow. That's really hard. It's, it's, it's difficult. You know, like you want to survive, you want to be there for your friends, your family, your, your fan, you know, and everybody you want to still, you want to be alive. You don't just want to die. Yeah. But knowing that, you know, as a guy, you know, your 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 working dick is a symbolism of your manhood. You know, I mean, like you know, if you're going to have sex with a chick and you you don't get a hard on, no, there's a there's a hard chance that that chick's gonna fucking mock you for it. You know, and you're gonna be seen yeah. as a lesser man. So, not being able to perform, it's hard. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. Well, you know, and that's, that's the, that's for me, that's, it's, I mean, and for all guys, really, I know that that's a massive, massive struggle. Like, how do you? (laughs) (laughs) Appropriate. (laughs) How does one come to terms with that? You know what I mean? Like, that's a weird, it's a tough thing. No, like like my, my wife is incredible and she's extremely supportive and she's been amazing um, throughout this with all this, but there's always going to be a part of me that's always going to be like, you know, she's never going to be, I'll never be able to fully satisfy her. But there's uh, ways you can, right? Yeah. Like there's apparatuses, there's apparatuses. There's, there's like a form of like a splint thing that you can use. Um, the, you, you, you can sort of have options, but you know, like for me, like, I mean, that's, again, it's a mental struggle. If I got to hook my dick up into something in order to do it, then, I mean, it's, it's still not me doing any of this. You know what I mean? Like, it's still not me on its own. But it does open the door to have like a magnificent Hulk cock. Well, can... I would love that. That would be great. You get to enjoy it <laughs> yourself, but you can enjoy other people enjoying it. Yes, and that now this for me, I guess this is the one thing that sort of helps sort of come to terms with it is I am, I mean, I, as a lover, I'm always focused on her pleasure. That's, that's how I am as a lover. I, you know, I'm a guy, I, a strong breeze and a fucking bit of rain gets me fucking hard, you know, so what's the big deal? But, you know, so this takes that, all that focus of my pleasure and really puts the focus more on her pleasure 
which will be phenomenal for her. 48% of women are now begging their husbands to get prostate cancer. <laughs> to get prostate cancer, right? <laughs> I, I think that's a gross understatement of numbers. <laughs> So, but yeah, you know, I know that, I know that as a, speaking as a guy that's in the throes of going through this, you know, like literally I've got my surgeries on Thursday. It is Saturday. I'm what, five days away basically from not being able to masturbate, not being able to have sex any of that that's that's gone that ability to do that will be gone you know for however long um well luckily i know personally i could go 50 50 on that because i've i've had my share i've had a few guys share (laughs) (laughs) i i i don't completely hate the idea of not thinking about that anymore uh, maybe I could hold down a job, <laughs> finish an album. Uh. <laughs> you know, and you know, you're right. There's, there is a, an advantage to it. You know, without sex being a focus. You know, guided by reason and logic for a change. Yeah. Now, and and here's an interesting thing, and this is something that the, my wife and I have discussed. Have we're talking about? Um. One thing that I know that no, she is sort of, and as as my future wife, as you know, my partner in life, and you know, and I and I understand this thing is that I know that she would be is sort of worried that because the prospect of sex might be out the window, does that mean that I won't be romantic anymore? Because face it, guys do romance for the sexual payout. Hey everybody, listen up for a second. A dull knife is an accident waiting to happen. Whether using a chef's knife or a paring knife, a sharp blade is a safe blade. When it comes to getting that perfect edge and increasing the safety and lifespan of all your tools, practice makes perfect. So don't take chances. Take them to the professional. Take them to Gord's Little Shop of Sharpening in Milton. Gord's Strain is an encyclopedic knowledge of blades and proper maintenance. Your blades of almost any shape and size are expertly edged at better than competitors' prices and return to you in just a day or two. True craftsmanship, exceptional skill, and attention to detail make Gord the trusted expert for all your sharpening needs. A sharp knife works better, it's safer, and it lasts up to 50% longer. So don't take any chances. Take them to Gord. Gord's little shop is sharpening in Milton. You can find them on Facebook. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.